Welcome to a random fandom Tuesday night. My name is Wes R. Scott, and I am joined once again by co-host extraordinaire Andrew Daw. Hello. This is Random Fandom. It's uh, episode number 35 for the week of October 17th, yep. 2023. We are back in the groove. Yes, we are. After having a bit of a bit of time off. Yeah. Well, first comment coming in already. Steve Terrio on YouTube. Good afternoon. Hello, hello, Steve. What's up with you, man? Having a good weekend? Or not, it's not even the weekend. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, we're almost to the midweek part here. I guess we are, yeah. It is Tuesday. It's just weird because there's no Ahsoka. It does feel weird. It feels weird having gone for so long uh, on the Ahsoka Tano stuff to not have that uh, for Sunday. So mm-hmm. um, on one hand, I appreciated having a break. Uh, not having to worry about having something to do Sunday night. At the same time, I'm like, shouldn't I be doing something? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, we always get to scour the internet, though. That's true. Lots going on in uh, the world of entertainment. Uh, some of it we're going to talk about tonight. As always, uh, Random Fandom is 100% audience participation. Hope you've brought your comments, questions, concerns, and whatever else you want to yap about with you tonight. Uh, you can hit us up in the live chat, um, whatever platform you might be watching on. And if you're really bold, you can hit the WhatsApp link. It's in the description of this uh, live stream on uh, all the platforms. You can call us up and have your say live on air, live on the show. The line is open. It is officially open. You, We, we don't have call. a bleep button yet. Yeah, do the we? Li- we do. Do we? We absolutely do. I know. You got to be, you would have to be really, really fast yeah. to catch someone with a you but you know like i know what i was gonna say i telegraphed that true but i don't know how well i would be able to do it in a live phone call anybody want to test their luck no no we don't want to do that after the first 20 minutes we're okay (laughs) and test your luck that's right we are an adult show so that being said we don't uh we don't get too bent up about it no so uh, should we kick it off with our? Uh, well, hang on a second here. Let me. Uh, we probably should. I mean, as we like to uh, on this show, we like to open it up with a round of random fandom trivia. That's the thing I was looking for. Yeah. What are you gonna hit me with tonight? Well, I got one for you here. It might be a little bit of a trick question, uh, but uh, on this day in 1998, okay, which bare naked ladies song spent exactly one week? At the top of the Billboard Hot 100 in 1998. In 1998, but it wasn't one week, was it? <laughs> was it one week? It was. <laughs> nice. It was indeed one week from their album Stunt. Nice, nice tabernacle. I hear you, Steve. I hear you. Yeah. It's one of the band's most well-known and uh, popular songs. And did you know that it was completely written by Ed Robertson? Really? Yeah. 
I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, on one hand, I mean, he's kept the, he's kept the thing going on the other hand, you know, he could be, you know, the devil incarnate, you know, for some, or some folks, or some fans. True. Don't do drugs, kiddies, when you're making a, a kid's album. How's that? There you go. Wasn't that why they, why they fired him? I don't know. Stephen Page? I never, uh, I never read into it too much. I just, I thought he got fired over, uh, I mean, of course, and I don't know what drugs were involved, but something to the effect of it had come out that uh, he had been indulging oh. right at the time that, and I'm not kidding, they were making a children's album. I don't think it was on brand for them. <laughs> that being said, I did That's catch, true. did you catch their performance at the Junos? What a couple of years ago when Steven came to, to uh, as part of the band to receive their award, I did receive the award and he performed with them and they sounded great. Hmm. You almost had this like, Oh, maybe there's a chance. Sadly. Yeah. That hasn't happened. If you're a bare naked ladies fan better with Steven page or without, I that like is, that is the question. If you have an opinion, let us know. Yeah. Uh, this next one kind of sucks. Uh, oh, we're right into it again. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, this week we lost Suzanne Summers. Uh, my wife, Kim, had sent me that uh, the other night. And I, 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 my first question was, was she sick? Uh, yeah. Apparently her uh, breast cancer had come back. She'd been battling it for like 23 years. Yeah. I, as I was reading up on that, not realizing that she was a breast cancer while survivor yeah. uh, up until this week. Yeah. She would have been 77 yesterday. That that picture, that's a great looking shot of her. It is. I believe that's from like one of the talk shows, possibly Larry King or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some of the outpouring though this week. Have you seen some of the the tributes coming in? Yeah. Did you see the one from uh, um um who's the guy, the pro wrestler from Toronto? Is that Edge? Uh, that's one of them. Yeah. So Edge posted a thing, a shot with him, uh, him and Paul Stanley. Oh my! At a party meeting Suzanne Summers. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Super cool. Yeah, Steve didn't even know she was sick. I didn't either. It seemed to be rather, uh, yeah, rather quick. Kept it hush hush. I think so. But again, you know, when it's something like you say, she's been battling cancer for you know twenty plus years, and maybe yeah. it's just sort of old news for her. And yeah, why, why raise red flags over something that maybe you know? Yeah, you, when you know, life. sure, if you especially if you know that the the outcome is not going to be, yeah. I can understand people wanting to have privacy in that kind of think I probably would too. Yep. Uh, There is a statement though, that uh, has been issued. It says Suzanne was surrounded by her loving husband, Alan, her son, Bruce, and her immediate family. Her family was gathered to 70 or to celebrate her 77th birthday on October 16th. Instead, they will celebrate her extraordinary life. And they want to thank her millions of fans and followers who loved her dearly. That would have been uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our thoughts are with uh, Suzanne's family at this time, obviously. And uh, man, what's your favorite piece of work? I'm going to say Three's Company. <laughs> I was not a fan. I like Three's Company as well. Not a fan of her other show that she did with the guy from Dallas. Uh, she's the sheriff or? No, the one before she's the sheriff. Um, she was married to the guy from, it was one of the guys from Dallas who was really popular in the eighties. Oh my God. What was it called? Burt Reynolds? No, no. Uh, Patrick Duffy. Ah, I think it was Patrick Duffy and her. They did a, a sitcom in the eighties. Not a fan. Not to laugh, but Patrick Duffy was the leg of, uh, what's his face on South park. <laughs> how did we get, how did we connect? South Patrick park? Duffy? I don't know. 
Suzanne Summers has passed away. South Park. Yeah. Sorry. What are you gonna do? But this next one also sad. Uh, uh -oh. The world of comics lost one. Uh oh. Uh, Keith Giffen, comic book artist and writer, oh, spent yeah. decades and saw the creation of characters like Rocket Raccoon, uh, Jamie Reyes's Blue Beetle, Kate Kane's Batwoman, and Lobo has really? died at the age of seventy. Oh. Oh, Sean knows. Sean Col uh, Colbert knows the answer. The show was step by step. That's the one I was thinking of. Thank there you, Sean. Go. Thank you. Steve says she was good in Three's Company. Good in Three's Company. Absolutely. And you know what? God love her for getting fired over that. <laughs> for standing up for, yes. for women everywhere. So good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Pioneer. Yeah. And then uh, what? Best selling author. And oh, she released like 25. 20 books odd books like of, of what? Like half of them were bestsellers. And yeah. And then there was the Thigh Master. <laughs> the Thigh Master. Remember that fad from the, uh, what was that? I do. I don't remember the Thigh Master. Come on, you can't tell me you didn't have a go on the old thigh master once or twice in your life. Of course not. We had one at home. You put it up against your shoulder yeah, and go, is this curls. a bicep curl thing? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> is this ridiculous as it seems? Yeah, it's still better than the shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing going to top that one. Shake weighty goodness. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Well, I know you had uh, pointed this out and... Uh, it, it's kind of good to follow up on this one, mm -hmm. uh, but there is a new leader on the top of the most expensive Star Wars props ever sold list. More so than the than more so than the R two D two at two point six. Isn't that something? Eh? The uh, the hero version of the X wing. Yes, this is the sold. hero uh, 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 hero red model. red leader. Yeah, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So the auction has closed. We have a final. 3.135 million dollars. Eh? We're going to have to do oh, an update video now. We are because it kicked it by like almost half a million more. That's incredible. Do we know who bought it? Um, here, <laughs> Steve, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is you're tripping me up here. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Yeah, that's all good. On the small details, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's not that important. I mean, um, I just thought maybe if it was somebody, you no, know, somebody I, I don't believe we have a, a name of who bought it. So it's probably a private again at $3 million, yeah. uh, a star Wars fan with lots of money. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it started with an opening bid of 400,000 opening and, bid and went from there. Oh man. I can't imagine what it would be like to own a, a piece I, of star Wars history like that. You'd want to put it in a glass case and never touch it again. I mean, do you, do you get it insured like yes. by itself? Like who insures that? Who's going to insure a one of a kind model from, well, come on. from 1977? You know what it's like trying to insure. We've talked about this before as toy collectors, as trying, trying to insure to your toys as a collection. It's not easy to no, do because the market fluctuates, right? I mean, would it be something like what do museums do to insure their stuff? True. Maybe it would be something similar to what a museum would do. I don't know. I think so. Maybe. Like a one of a kind that cannot be replicated. It is a one of a kind though. And I mean, because it's sold for 3 million, like how do you assess, how do you assign a value to that for insurance purposes? Yeah. Other than this is what I paid for it. You know, if it were you and me, they'd be like, well, what did it cost in 1977? One children's toy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, the model was probably, you know, a couple hundred bucks or something. Probably. Maybe. Who knows? When all time and effort was put into it. That's amazing, though. The Red Leader X-Wing Fighter, $3.135 million. New record. Whew. 
all right, we got to update our video now. <laughs> That's make that makes two shooting miniatures on that list too. By the way, yeah. two X wings. Yeah. Uh, this next one, I'm really hoping it pans out because I've been looking forward to something like this for a long time. Okay. Apparently, Gargoyles is getting oh, man. a live action series. When you sent that one over, and my my uh, my immediate reaction was like, oh, like I was like, oh, like legitimately. And then I went, well, wait a minute. I got to temper myself here because now I'm not saying that it's in the same level as some of the other properties that I've enjoyed over the years. But when I see a beloved animated series and I hear the words live action treatment, I go, don't cheap out. Where's my Robotech movie? Yeah. Where's my He-Man project? True. Right. So as much as I'm excited for this, I got to, I got to hold it down. Fair enough. I got to hold it down. And this, it, now the, what the, the article said, this was going to be developed for Disney plus. Yes. So, uh, I mean, like that's going to be a CGI, like fairly fast. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it is reported that Gary Doberman is teaming up with James Wan's atomic monster to produce this. And Doberman will set a set to serve as writer, producer, yeah. and showrunner. I find it interesting that we're leaning into, uh, established horror people. Uh, to bring this to life now that i don't think that's like, a bad idea oh no, not at all for this because like, i don't think we're, so we're dark shadowy creatures flying through the night Why yeah not? yeah yeah will they maintain that sense of like i mean the the cliche what's the, what was the tagline uh um stone by day warriors by night yeah are we gonna lean into that are they gonna be crime fighting uh you I know i hope so or at least like you know do it shot for shot, do the original and then have them come in. And that'd be pretty cool to see a castle. In I, the sky. I actually thought this would work well as a film. If you just took the, the, the pilot episode, like the, the first half, five arc, or whatever. you could do, yeah, you could do like a, a, like a, like a, like a Highlander thing with it. Yeah. You could set half of the movie in ancient Scotland yep, and then half of the movie in New York. Yeah. Right. And, and sort of like them, you know, either, you know, acknowledging Xanatos or, or like screw you we're not listening we're to not. you mm. would work as a feature film. I think, I don't know how well it's going to work as a series, but I am excited. Yeah. Just tempered. I mean, we could tempered. still get Jonathan Franks to come in and play Xanatos, right? Uh, and a bunch of other, what, who else we got? We got Michael Dorn as a cold stone. I think Janeway was in there. Yeah, uh, Kate, Troy was Kate in Mulgrew. there. Well. Marina. Certain. Oh yeah. She played uh Demona. Yeah. Demona. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is a beloved classic at this point, right? You know, for something that has sort of been, you know, and maybe it's fans of a certain age that are clamoring for this. And I, and I count myself among them. This was what? 1990s, 96, 97, yeah, I think. late, late nineties. Yeah. It was I, almost I, like this was their answer to us growing up from, uh, you know, ducktails and stuff. <laughs> Need a little, something a little bit higher. Oddly enough, though, I mean, before before Disney, uh, uh, it was made and it was it was on uh, what the Fox Kids. Yeah, it was for Fox Kids. Same with like Darkwing Duck and yep. and uh, Ducktales and what was Rescue Rangers. Oh, yeah, Rescue Rangers. Tailspin, uh, Tailspin and there was one more. Wasn't there? Well, there's Goof Troop. Oh, that's right. I think they were all done for the Fox Kids Network until can't remember what happened but they moved yeah they moved them like a disney afternoon block yeah gummy yeah, bears yeah. that's the other oh, one. oh my god isn't gummy bears like a saturday morning thing it was yeah yeah 
but I still have counted among the big four. <laughs> cool. Gargoyles. Um, man, I love them. Speaking of gargoyles, I just, just got. <gasps> did you finally get them? I did. I went and picked up uh, Lexington nice. uh, in the NECA seven inch line. Yeah. So that, that is, we now have all my wife who's Current. a big fan. Yeah. We have all of the, uh, well, every gargoyle in that photo, except Angela, because I don't consider Angela to be core cast, mm. but yeah, we got all the, all the other ones. Nice. Yeah. So reliving your childhood ish. I guess so. I would have been a teenager. I think when this was, yeah, a, that's I think, okay. yeah. Uh, some other kids though that are currently living their childhood. Oh, they're, they're not happy this week. Uh, fourth graders are uh, distraught. Oh, after Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, oh. got shown in a classroom in Miami. America, <laughs> way to go, America! <laughs> uh, apparently, this group of fourth graders got themselves like they're like, you know, pick a movie. What do we want to watch? So Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Winnie the Winnie Pooh. The Why the not? Pooh. But I guess they got about half hour in before they realized this is not the Winnie the Pooh they needed to see. How, like, so where is the adult supervision in this classroom? Because as soon as you put it on and you see that it is away. a live action thing, uh-huh. wait a minute, well, something is amiss. Blood in the title should set you off. Well, Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. I haven't seen it yet, and there is a sequel in the works, but uh, I haven't seen it yet. I, I, I don't think I'd be showing it to the kids just yet. I don't think I would either. Yeah. I don't think I would. Yeah, but uh, it's said that the teacher didn't stop the movie, even though there were kids saying, hey, stop the movie. We don't want to watch this. Uh, it's not for them to decide what they want to watch. It's up for the professor to look at the content. So if he'd even like read a, I mean, a simple synopsis. Seriously, turn the DVD over and read the back of the box. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The school issued the statement saying the following, uh, uh, the Academy for Innovative Education has become aware that a segment of a horror movie was shown to fourth graders Monday, October 2nd, 2023. A segment. That was not suitable for the age group. Uh, our administration promptly address the issue directly with the teacher and has taken appropriate action to ensure the safety and well-being of the students. Really? We are actively monitoring the students and our mental health counselor and the principal have already met with those students who have expressed concerns. So Can you really call 30 minutes of a movie, a segment <laughs> in a 90 minute movie. It's like a third of it. A third of the movie, a segment. You're almost over, you know, you're if a third of the way through. If it had been like, off. oh no, like three to five minutes, I'd be okay. That's a segment. Yeah. Mm, half an hour? That gets you hooked. <laughs> At that point, you got to finish the story. Well, yeah, as an adult, for sure. Yeah. I'm into 30 minutes. I guess I'm not checking out. Yeah. But apparently, the sequel will be featuring Tigger. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we'll see if anything comes from that. Maybe you'll get fired or. Who knows? If it's a male teacher, probably not, unfortunately. That's a paddling. Yep. That is a paddling. Show Winnie the Pooh blood and honey. Yeah, it's a paddling. That's a paddling. So you remember last week we were talking about Robin Williams' daughter? Zelda being uh, uh, very uh, much against. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this week, Robin Williams is back as the genie. And no, it's not AI. I did. I, I read this one uh, front to back because I was like, oh, is this does this tie in with what we were talking about? And I think on it some does. level it does, um, but this is done with 
the permission of his estate. Yep, they got so they signed off on it. And uh, what they did was they went back to the actual recordings of the movie and found enough in. This outtakes. is all cutting room yeah. kind of stuff that didn't make. Yeah. So they've chopped it together, hashed it together, and they're using it in this new Once Upon a Studio. Yeah, Once Upon a Studio uh, to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney uh, Company, which yep. is going to feature something like, it's a, an obscene number of characters yes. that are in this thing. Like, um, From it's like, like two, White yeah, Frozen. it's over 100 characters or something that are appearing in this. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so they did, they went back to the archives to find unused voice lines from the film and got the estate of uh, Robin Williams permission to use them. So that's cool. That, like that's the proper way to do it. Surprised and I'll call up Will Smith. No, <laughs> he's too busy reconciling his marriage. <laughs> did we cover, are we covering that this week? No, I, I did read it. I did read a headline though that said, uh, they've been separated since 2018. Yeah. And the slap what? at the, uh, Oscars, reaffirmed. Yeah. Fixed it. So there you go. Okay. But, uh, anyway, back to this one. Once upon sure. a studio, yeah. Uh, it debuted on ABC on uh, October 15th. The real, the real genie. Yes. And it is available on Disney plus as of yesterday. I was looking for it and so I didn't see it. It might be us only, but I wouldn't. Hopefully oh, it I hope not. I hope not. Maybe I, maybe I was uh, not looking in the right place. Maybe, maybe they're hiding it. It's too busy watching some other trash TV. Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. No, man. I was watching. Uh, we finished up. Oh, we watched uh, Netflix has, uh, what was it? Indian matchmaker or Indian matchmaking. Okay. And then we went from that right into Jewish matchmaking. <laughs> Fair enough. I watch it for research purposes only. I swear. Okay. It's like a lesson in psychology. Every time you watch these things. Well, with the uh, upcoming uh, season two, I guess you would call it of masters of the universe. Uh, they've yes. unveiled Skeletor. Yes. Fully unveiled, I should yes. say. Yes, he looks very bizarre. Yes. With uh, this techno virus arm with the Havoc staff on the end of it. Uh -huh. Weird looking thing. Well, he, he got absorbed into the techno cult at the end of season one, right? He so. did. He did. I just don't know. I don't know if I like that look, to be honest. I thought, now we saw the, the, we, the, the action The toy figure. did leak, yeah. And I don't remember seeing the arm looking like no, that. but the packaging was a whole lot different. The window was a lot smaller. That's true. So it could conceal more of the figure. Maybe it was that we just didn't see it. It's possible. I mean, the arm bit aside, I'm okay with the rest of it. It, it kind of fits with the theme. Like I can see him standing right sure. next to Trap John Triclops. I mean, in there, you know, I'm really interested in seeing that with uh, Hordak joining the cast. Mm. Um, that that puts us, uh, I mean, adjacent to. The, the bigger yeah um are we gonna get there maybe i don't know i i, I, I think know. kevin smith would want to go there i would hope but so like i know netflix might not be keen on it having just you know finished their six season run with the uh the kids the princesses of yeah power. princesses of power i'm interested to see the relationship because it was it was hinted at uh, or not hinted at it was established in the filmation series that hordak was in fact Skeletor is sort of mentor, mm -hmm. the mentor character. And I'm interested to see how that plays out. Two bad guys. Now I'm sure Skeletor being Skeletor, especially now that he's upgraded, is not going to play second fiddle or not want to play second fiddle to no. Hordak. So that's going to create for some interesting tension yeah. and conflict between those two villains, which the heroes can come in and kick butt. Yes. All right. 
So this is slated to arrive on Netflix January 25th. Skeletor and a Technoverse. That's a bad one. <laughs> but will we see She-Ra? Who knows? I would be surprised if we don't see some kind of like stinger sort of uh, nod to maybe what's ahead. Maybe. I mean, if we are, if we're still calling this the spiritual successor to the filmation series, then she's absolutely out there. Yeah. hundred percent. She's out there. Yeah. I think it comes down to, do we count like the Christmas special and all that as can? Oh, I, and at oh, which point, that's a good... man already knows she's out there. Well, the, the whole, uh, uh this whole the, techno cult thing is, is slated. So it's not really Hordak, but eventually there, it will be. There is a, Oh, do you think that's how it, you think Hordak's going to evolve out of the techno thing? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't put that together. No, no. Well, in the, the princesses of power, the Hordak there, there's like all these little Android. Hordak, oh, that's true. That's true. Hordak yeah. Prime. I do. Re- so, yeah. Hord- yeah. But again, that's sort of, and that twists on the whole Horde Prime original, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it could work in the in the feature length. I can't remember what it's called now. Secret of the Sword. Mm. In the feature length, Secret of the Sword, He Man and Shira appear together. He Man goes to Etheria yeah. and basically unbrainwashes Adora, and yeah, it's and all revealed, her, her right? Sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sword of Protection. Yeah. So that I think would be sort of the established continuity that I would, I would want to draw from. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible for Hordak to have sent an artificial intelligence to Eternia to sort of, Mm, not at all, you know, sort of soften the ground for his, Mm -hmm. you know, showing up. Ah, I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much. I'm really looking forward to this. Maybe this is one that uh, we should do a review series on. Maybe. We didn't really get a crack at uh, the first season, although we did talk. We about did it a trailer break. We did. Like we a, did do the trailer really breakdown. Yeah. Version yeah. Um, maybe this will be one that we can uh, look at. Yeah. Because Mark Hamill is coming back. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch anyway. Uh, this next one you had posted for me. Uh, Thundercats are getting a new series from Dynamite. I So I like Dynamite in the sense that they are, they gobble up like niche sort of IPs that, you know, you'd never would have sort of yeah. thought like army of darkness. And they did a great, now I'm a, I'm a fairly large Battlestar Galactica fan. Now this is a few years old, but they did, uh, not only did they do, uh, a comics in the continuity of the reimagined series, but they redid they reimagined Galactica 1980, um, which is completely reviled as a television show. Hmm. But the way that they reimagined it for comic books was just so well done. I, I, I'm I'm interested in this because this is supposed to take place um, in the early days of Third Earth. I believe so. I believe this one's going to be an origin story. Yeah. So. Might not be a lot of Thundercats in it if they're if, if they're we're just talking, getting uh, started. Yeah, more maybe on the mutants or something. Yeah, but I like I like Thundercats. Um, the joke is, you know, the the there's no other hero that needs saving more than Lionel. So hopefully that's not the case with this new title. Yeah, maybe Lionel's a little bit more a little ferocious, lionish. Yeah, yeah. It will be absolutely. But I those covers look great. Yeah. Uh, apparently it'll begin in February, 2024. Uh, 
and it'll be done by Moon Knight's Declan Shavley or Shelby, sorry, and Drew Moss. So. I'm, uh, you know, man, I, I would love to be able to buy into this. I, I probably won't, but yeah. <laughs> might have to get a subscription to, uh, was it comics? Comics all Yeah, I might have to. But that's not the only comic getting published here. Uh, DC is also publishing an alternate faux simile version of Death in the Family. What does that mean? Uh, Well, in the original Death in the Family, uh, they posted uh, a hotline or whatever to. to Oh, right. Does Robin live or not? Live or die. Yeah, right. And people said kill him. Well, they actually did have the alternate artwork. That's right, because they had to run, they had a deadline they had to meet, so yep. they had both versions prepared. And this this isn't the first time it's appeared in publication, but this is the first time it's going to appear in the comic. Okay. So this is going to be a reprinting of it with the alternate ending where he lives. In a standalone book. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Not some other media where it's kind of shoehorned. No, like a graphic novel or a collected edition. Gotcha, gotcha. It has appeared, but... Okay, I yeah. think that's a you know that's worth. Yeah, it'd be now. Is there is there is this for an anniversary? Um, I don't know if it's for. Is uh, it for an anniversary of the original printing? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Just seemed like an appropriate question. That's all. Yeah. Let's see here. Joker killing Robin. That's a paddling. <laughs> I don't know if it, it probably. <laughs> it probably coincides with one of those, but. For now, yeah. Just watch your newsstands for it. And read it with a happy ending. Add it to your pull list. Yep. So uh, in in the face of everything going digital and physical locations closing, yep. uh, Netflix is opening oh my physical God. stores. I don't know how this is going to go over. It's going to be weird and probably short-lived unless they make it priced right. What are we... What are they attempting to do with this? Now, some of it said... I, I read this to be like, is this going to be like an experience? Like a, I think so because they, they tag it as saying you can eat, drink shop and live out your favorite shows and movies at the Netflix house. So it'll probably have like, like recreated sets or something. Yeah. So yeah, you can have okay. like the experience from stranger things or the couch from friends or some damn thing. But, uh, Oh, you know, it's going to be Netflix original. Oh, only. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, they want fans to uh, immerse themselves in the world of movies and TV and whatnot, as long as it's Netflix. Yeah. And they want to take it to the next level. So do you think we'll get one in Canada? Maybe. Would you go? I want to check it out. Sure. I would want to check it out as well. Yeah. But uh, apparently it's born out of the whole pop-up shop thing. Oh, sure. So is this going to be a limited time only then? I don't know. Oh, <sighs> I keep waiting for spirit Halloween to be like to, to drop a permanent location. Yep. You know, we're what I mean? here and we're not leaving. I noticed the, uh, the lo- the one that's local to us has actually got space in the mall. So yes. that's a good place for them to be. And they've got a enormous store yep. and they, to my recollection, I felt that they were early this year. Maybe. Don't know. Which made me think like, Oh, are they open permanently? It'd be nice if they did. Halloween store all year round. <laughs> I go there. Uh, but apparently Netflix will be opening the first two Netflix house locations in the U S in 2025. And then they're going to expand. Uh, oh, that's, globally. A waste. that's a ways to go. So, Oh yeah. Each store will have uh, rotating installations. So I'm guessing like features like for your squid game, stranger things, whatever. Sure. Uh, they'll also have ticketed shows, 
restaurants with food ranging from fast casual to high-end dining, uh, desserts and spirits inspired by unscripted shows like the cooking shows they offer. Oh my and God. Their popular series. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Here, you want some of this cake? If we get one in Toronto, well, I will make, I will make a point of going. Yes. I will absolutely make a point of going. Well, if you're just tuning in right now, welcome everybody. It's uh, Random Fandom Tuesday night. It's uh, wow, this is our 35th installment of uh, Random Fandom for the week of uh, October 17th. I uh, hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments about what's going on in the world of entertainment, hit us up in the live chat, or as always, the phone line is open and you can uh, call in. Don't wait for me to prompt you because uh, it's not coming for a while. <laughs> Yeah, we got a few more to get. There. I will. I do watch it though. So there you go. Uh, this next one, uh, Warwick Davis is calling out Disney. He's not really calling them out, but he is making a very poignant statement. He is. Uh, he's called out Disney for their embarrassing decision to remove the sequel show from well, Disney Plus. Uh, and he's not wrong. I didn't even get to finish the damn show. Now is so. Th- I, I interpret this slightly different. Do you? Yes. The embarrassing thing. I don't think he's calling it Disney embarrassing. I think he's calling he's, the move. It's embarrassing for him. Yeah. When he says he goes out and he meets people on a daily basis that love the show, love yeah, the movie and can't watch it. And there's nowhere you can go and watch that. Watch it. Maybe there's a physical media release in the future. Well, that's one of the things, one of the articles spotlighted here is like, this is a reason why physical media needs to continue. Yeah. Because like even when Disney Plus decides it's not going to be there, you can go to your own personal DVD library and say, I'm going to watch this now. Again, this whole, I mean, we're talking in, in an age where studios are scrapping projects that are in the can for stupid reasons. We'll just take the write-off. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. You've, you've made a thing. You've made a movie. I mean, even Corman's. Uh, uh, Corman's Fantastic Cat- Four. Yeah. I mean, it came to light the and the real bad captain america <laughs> yeah uh it's streaming i just saw it it was just on the satellite I just saw the thumbnail for it week. the other day but uh, like come on how bad does it have to be that you've just got to like make it disappear forever yeah i don't know i'm still mad at disney for not putting out the wonderful world of disney bigfoot episode back in the 80s it came out in 85 yeah with a very young candace cameron Oh, it was the wonderful world of Disney. It was a two-parter. Okay. And basically the two kids get lost and they get found by Bigfoots. Is that the the one where they essentially use the, they reuse the suit from Harry and the Hendersons? Uh, No, I don't believe so. No. Okay. Because it is the same time period though. And that's part of the problem because anytime you Google Bigfoot 1985, that's all you get is Harry Harry and the Hendersons. Hendersons. Yeah. Come on, Disney, let it out of the vault. So, but going back to Willow, we were, I I think we were pretty excited. You and I were pretty excited. Yeah, for this. I was looking forward to it. I'm a big Willow. I love the movie. Yeah. I love the movie. We've watched the series. We haven't really talked a whole lot about it since it aired. Yeah. I never got to finish it. So I have no. Oh, you have not. Okay. Final opinion on uh, how it ended. So yet. Um, not what I wanted. No. Not what I wanted. I did figure out pretty quick who uh, the grown-up princess was, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think by the end of the second, for maybe even the first episode, it's you like, kind of... she covering her arm? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, Laura Dannon. Yeah. 
But like at the time there was talk about a season two. So whether or not that's going to, I would have preferred me again, give me a movie. Yeah. Give me a movie. And uh, I, I mean, for me, half of the appeal and maybe more than half for me was Mad Mardigan. And the absence of Mad Mardigan was really noticeable for me. Mm. Um, even though the, the legacy of Mad Mardigan is, is, is there. there, not what I wanted. Mm. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Fair enough. So, uh, maybe some of these you'll want. What? Let's talk some toys. <gasps> I do want to talk toys because, uh, there's some news that just broke today and, uh, yes. we just, just got it in before, uh, yep. the end of the, our deadline tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you out there who are collecting G.I. Joe Classified, uh, another wave has been announced, uh, including Night Force Tunnel Rat. Didn't you just get Tunnel Rat? I just got regular Tunnel Rat, yes. Has he been out for a while? Uh, maybe a month and a half. So not very long. No. And here you go. Here's another one. Here, they're reissuing him already. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at this thing going, wait, there's a predator in this line now? Yeah, apparently. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that's the Cobra Shadow Tracker. I just call him Predator. Yeah, that's what he looks, he looks like. like. It is this is this based on a real American hero character? I honestly don't remember this one. I don't remember this character either. Yeah. Uh, Joe fans, who is this character? Tell me about them. I need to know. Yeah, and then the other one is Night Force Parth Wolf Spider Varma. Parth Varma, aka Wolf. Spider. I don't know who that is either. I don't remember that one either. Although, although I do like his look. Hey, it's not bad. Although the, the bright yellow does not really. Um, it doesn't scream night force. It doesn't lend itself well to working in the dark. Reflective force. <laughs> <It's> re- <laughs> Neon night force. There you go. Yeah, night club force. <laughs> uh, this next one, you uh, you tip me off to this one. Uh, the nasal verse is taking off. Isn't that something, eh? I, I was aware. I was aware that there was. And I don't think this is this is it. That sectors they I, I use sectors as the the entry to this. Hmm. Somebody was doing a sectors line, but it was in three and three quarter. This is not that. No, this is something else. And it looks like this company, um, uh, Nessel, has essentially gobbled up a bunch of IPs that you may remember, and some um, you may and, not. And is trying. Well, I remember everything on this list. Do you? I do. There's a couple there I do not recall. Oh, really? Yeah, I do not recall the Great Garlu or. Oh, Cowboys sorry, Great Great Mesa. Garlu. You're right. I I don't know that one. I do know uh um the Moo Mesa ones, Cowboys and Moo Mesa. Hmm. Yeah, but I do I know recall that. Biker Mice from our sector. Absolutely. Double Force and Power Lords. And Power Lords. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got their. Uh, so we got, we've got we've a got bunch of orders up for a whole bunch of them. We got a bunch of renderings. Um, but I mean, Dargon there looks an awful lot like vintage Dargon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's cool. Interesting choice for me is uh, the RoboForce stuff. Most of the RoboForce, uh, 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 and not animation. What am I saying? Renderings mm-hmm. do not resemble the original RoboForce. No toy. No, the RoboForce toys was a lot of like, I don't know how to explain this. Not a lot of articulation. Hmm. Oh, that's what people look for these days, right? Yeah. Well, adult collectors, I think. Yeah. But they're looking to establish their own interconnected universe. And why not? Like this is an interesting mash them together. Well, and right? this is the my thought exactly. An interconnected. How are you gonna pull? I guess just different planets within the same. Yeah. Well, the biker mice come from Mars, the sectors come from 
they come from Symbion. Yeah. Symbion. I Maybe remember Rebel that Force much. comes from Earth. Sure. And Moo Mesa is just some weird place. Some weird alternate universe with cows. Drop some cows off and they became the dominant species. <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested to see yes. how they actually turn out like physically in hand because the renderings look good. Again, we've seen things go from a great looking rendering to a what is that figure? Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they uh, they can deliver on this. But small toy companies that are turning out some incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you know, look what we've seen from Super 7 and even the guys over at, I know it's not for everybody's thing, but even the stuff from Ramen is, mm. it, it looks nice. Um, and of course the, uh, the Valiverse line yeah. of, of military figures, smaller companies, it seems for some reason are able to do things that the big guys just aren't, can't, won't. Yeah. This doesn't seem to be any different to me. Yeah. Uh, this next one, though, is coming out of the McFarlane camp. Uh, he's releasing a Batman and Spawn autographed package, a two-pack. Autographed by, oh, by him. By Todd McFarlane. By the yeah. Todd father. Uh, this one is limited to only 1,500 pieces. It's a gold label two-pack. Okay. Uh, which includes a collectible art card with a character art on the front and Todd's signature on the back. Uh, also includes a specialized base with backdrop. Uh, extra hands for Batman and a Batarang and Spawn gets a sword. When I see autograph, I immediately, my first question is, is this going to be auto penned or is this going to be a legit? I think this one's going to be a legit. Like he's 1500 signed 1500 is, boxes. Well, no, it's just cards, right? Oh, cards. Okay. It. Okay. Okay. Yes. You're right. You're right. So, you know, 1500, that's not terrible. No surprise. It's the Batman that DC let him uh, design. Yeah. Which, but, damn, not, that Spawn not a looks good though. Not a fan of the Batman. Oh yeah. The Spawn looks great. Mm. and these are seven inch figures right too and this, and this uh, yeah. is kind of weird because these next ones are also coming from uh mcfarland yep but they're six inch what we're We've scaling got, we're going uh, down wb oh that's 100 movie maniacs wave four that's weird and we're getting a six inch aragorn from lord of the rings six inch sheldon in his flash costume from the big bang theory <laughs> no wonder i'm like why does that look so weird oh right it's sheldon <laughs> in the flash costume who knew you needed a sheldon figure right but uh, i then, think i do yeah i know i kind of think that too the wife would probably want that one i would wonder it'd be, it'd be awesome if they did the the what's the one that they were going to the star trek convention they were all, oh, and then they never yeah. made it because the car broke down. Well, no, the car got stolen. Oh, and that's right. That's right. Vanity shots. That's at, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. The peak there or whatever. Right, right. Where Kirk fought the Gorn. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, this one though was from the New Year's Eve one, I believe, where they all went to the comic book store. Oh, okay. where you had the okay. Green Lantern and teeny tiny Batman. Now that Aragorn, I'm not seeing any points. Do you see any articulation on that? Uh, I'm not seeing. <laughs> Maybe much. it's pinless joints because that that flash. Uh, flash. The Dr. Sheldon Cooper as the Flash looks like it's it looks pin, like, pinless. Yeah. So maybe there is. But there's also a third in this wave, and it is uh, Pennywise from It Chapter 2. Well, is that on your want list? It might be. <laughs> it depends on the finished product? Yeah, it depends on how it looks, because the NECA ones look really good already. Six-inch posed. So, the, so it might this, be a static pose. This is going back to uh, McFarland of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no can't do it yeah, but to get the whole wave right now it's actually on sale on mcfarland.com uh, for 86.98 uh u.s yeah uh so what that's one two three three figures, three figures for 100 bucks yeah. Man, they're getting pricey yeah this next one's pricey too all right uh 
Cygor from the Spawn line is getting a gold label mega figure release. And oh, he he's looks got pretty special, good. Uh, patina paint on him. He does sign. look pretty good. I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, I've had a, uh, I've had a couple Cygors go through my hands in my days as a toy retailer. And, uh, it was always, a. he's always an interesting looking monkey. I like that figure. I don't care for the line. Yeah. I, I'm not a spawn fan, but that figure, every time I'd seen or held one, it always, we stop and take a look at it and i mean like really look at it mm -hmm. i feel like that's you know there th this is uh um gorilla grod gone wrong you know what i mean like, so, yeah with cyborg yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah it's a great looking figure though yeah this one's starting off at 6824 on mcfarland so Whew. kind of scary when it gets to canadian dollars one hundred dollars and they keep making Batman, so why not keep making Jokers? Oh, the Joker from the Deadly Duel gold label seven inch figure. Why does uh, that look like a version? This is like the bat that looks like the Batman version of the Golden Snitch. Maybe <laughs> apparently it's a mutant bat. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Oh, that's a that's mouth. What that's what they're calling it. But oh, okay. you know what? It could be a bat with some of the Joker teeth. Oh, right. Maybe. I, now that you say that, I think maybe that is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's another Joker. Looks okay. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I like Batman. I like the Joker. I just, I, I don't need more Batman. No, and Joker. this is not. Uh, this is not something that I will buy into. Like, where's the Red Tornado? <laughs> Where, where's Fire and Ice? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. How come I can't get my Doomsday in Canada? That one I cannot answer for you. Uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm very sorry for that. But this one you might be uh, interested in here. What? Roll out with new figures. Uh, Roll Transformers out. Retro 40th Anniversary. You can get Autobot Blaster and Steeljaw or uh, Soundwave, Laserbeak, and Ravage. So wait, is this exactly, is this what we're getting? Uh, these are, yeah, inspired by the original G1 Inspired. Releases. Yeah, I was going to say, because these look straight up like G1 reissues. Yeah. Now I have, I do have a sound, I have a reissue sound wave. So, I mean, other than the vintage style packaging and the big 40th label on it, there's no reason. And I don't, you know me, I collect toys, not, not packaging. packages. So there's no reason for me to go in on this. And the blaster, I just got the, uh, yeah. Wasn't there one just the legacy know? evolution uh, blaster, which I very much like. So I know that's one of the comments that was online for the Hasbro things. Like, really, you guys just re-released these like two years ago. Why are you doing it again? Yeah. I mean, but, but Soundwave is uh, immensely, popular. immensely popular. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting choice to do both the, the micro cassette player and the ghetto blaster. I mean, they are the polar opposites, right? Yeah. They are uh, set up to be arch enemies. Yeah. You can't really. Have I, I like the that. choice. I like the idea that if you're going to do two, well, that's a good pair a good to pairing. do. It's the same thing. If you did Optimus Prime, you'd have to do Megatron. Yeah. So. Kind of weird. They only give Blaster one tape, though. The vintage toy came, didn't come with any. No. So. That's true. But. Plus, I have, I have, um, I have Soundwave. I have the Masterpiece Soundwave. And I have all his tapes. Ooh, there well, you except go. for Ratbat, because I haven't been able to get one yet. But. Fair enough. Oh, I do love my Transformers, though. I just got a couple this week. Yes, you did. Um, this next one is the one that broke today. 
Uh, oh. I did not expect this mashup. I so I, what's funny is that there. I mean, all, the toy guys are already talking about it. Pixel Dan has done a video on this already, and he would said that um, photos of this have been basically leaked for about a year. Really, I don't remember becoming aware of this until just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I um, was not aware of this until today when we saw the card uh, on the table at New York Toy Fair. But it was just a piece of card art. We saw it was nothing else. So I'm 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 pleasantly like oh at the delivery of what we're getting. But we are getting, and this is from Mattel, mm. um, and it's it's branded as a Masters of the Universe Origins line. So it's going to be in the origin style packaging, I guess. Yeah, a, a Ninja Turtle. Turtles of Grayskull. Yeah, Turtles of Grayskull, a He-Man Ninja Turtle crossover line. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Did you see the assortment, the the first assortment? Uh, we've got six photos here. We've got... Oh, let's uh, take a look at those then. we got the two here. we got Leonardo and his uh, depiction. Yeah, which is um, cool. The twin, his twin swords. But they're like two halves of the power sword. Yes. I like that. I do yeah. like that. Very He-Man-esque. Um, I'm not... Fully sure, but is that mutation so, or mutagen mutation Skeletor? This, according to, or, uh, I'm uh, not sure who this one's supposed to be. Well, Pixel Dan has said that this is a mutated He-Man. Okay, and he said that it sounds like the lore surrounding this is going to be the turtles get sucked into have been dropped into the world of He-Man. Okay, and so something has happened here. So Shredder and, fires a a canister of the ooze at He-Man and. Ooze. And it turns purple. It's an interesting idea. It is. It's a translucent figure that I'll never buy, but. <laughs> <laughs> but we also get here uh, what looks to be Krang kind of mashed up with a King Hiss style body. I was thinking almost definitely Krang, but I was like, is that supposed to be Whiplash? Maybe. The face gives me Whiplash face, vibes. Yeah, it does give you Whiplash, but the, the color scheme is like more on par with King Hiss but I guess, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't remember King Hiss being a giant though. So no, no, no. And then trap jaw as a mouser. That's, I, that's I pretty that cool. Mashup I dig that one as well. Yeah. And then we get man at arms with some uh, turtle armor. Very cool. It's a, a different take on his helmet. Yeah. And then Donatello uh, armored up with some as man at arms. <laughs> is it man at arms? Yeah. It's it very a... much the man at arms or the yeah, attorney so, and eh? palace guard uh armor essentially but yeah 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 it's an interesting so this is probably the first wave of of I, figures I so yeah um whether it goes beyond that or not um but again we've seen uh, turtles crossing over with so how many, many properties in the last oh they've crossed over with uh the cap tom street fighter they've we've seen it with stranger things uh, um cobra kai, cobra kai. Uh, power rangers in yes. the last little while so i mean it's quite a bit of there's a lot of turtle properties out there. If you are a you. fan of, of turtle crossover lines, mm -hmm. you have no shortage of lines to, to choose from. New. Um, I'm a huge masters fan, not a huge turtle fan. I will not go into this line, but I can appreciate it for what it is. Very cool. What do you think? I got to see it in hand. If it speaks to me, then maybe, but gonna be five inch so yeah but like i i still i got a few origins figures now oh, just yeah. because they speak to me ah fair enough and uh 
Fair enough. I appreciate that. Not enough to want to buy into it. Fair enough. But uh, I believe it's time to turn the con over to you, sir. Oh, is it that time again? All right, let's fire up the machine. Loading lexicon. Generating responses. Responses ready. Lexicon is the word game where you decide what's real and what is a con. Get ready. Here we go. All right, it's time again for our little word game here that we like to play mid-show, Lexicon, where I am going to put up a completely nonsensical and yet completely truthful word. Uh, And I'm going to give you three definitions to choose from. You're going to try to pick the right one. And if I've done my job correctly, then I will pull the wool over your eyes and get the con. <laughs> Are you ready for this week's word? All right. What do you got for us? All right. This week's word it may not sound. I had a hard time getting this one to, to speak properly. So uh, we'll let the, we'll let the, the machine say it. And then I'll say it again. Cause oh. this week's word is. Impignorate. 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 <laughs> Let that sink in for it. Impignorate. Impignorate. All right. What do you got definition? All right. Definition number one. Here we go. Number one. The whimsical act of trying to coax an electronic device such as a computer or a cell phone into cooperating by tapping or impishly poking it with your finger. (laughs) Work. (laughs) Come on, baby, work. (laughs) Because who's never done that? (laughs) Definition number two. To pledge, pawn, or mortgage something. Hmm. Or definition number three. To temporarily transfer ownership or control of a property to a trusted friend or family member with the understanding that it will be reclaimed at a later date. Impignorate. Hmm. What do you think? We got uh, option number one, the whimsical act of trying to coax an electronic device, such as a computer or cell phone, into cooperating by tapping or impishly poking it with your finger. Hmm. Or to pledge pawn or mortgage something. And lastly, to temporarily transfer ownership or control of a property to a trusted friend or family member with the understanding that it will be reclaimed at a later date. What do you guys think? Well, if I'm thinking on it, this is a word that's not been used for quite a while, right? Right, right. So I, I would basically cross out definition number one. Okay. Just because computers and cell phones are still relatively new. <laughs> in the in the grand scheme of things. True. Uh I'm thinking I'm kind of leaning towards number three, number three. Well, we've got silver spider checking in uh, on YouTube who also says uh, number three. That's a uh, two for three. Do we have any more for any more? I don't know. All I'm right. Ignorate. Ignorate. All right. All right. Well, I'm not going to let it go uh, too, too long here, but if you said anything other than number two, oh. You were incorrect. Number oh, two is the right one. To pledge, right. pawn, or mortgage something. To impignorate. Impignorate. Well, we're going to impignorate the farm. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. But that's the, that yeah, old word. I just don't think it gets used very much. Well, as long as you're not going to impignorate the pig. That's something else, man. That sounds worse. That's something else. Is that how bacon's made? Making bacon. <laughs> Well, that's been this week's uh, edition of Lexicon. Uh, we'll be back with another one next week. Mm-hmm. All right. What are we going to next? Uh, next, we've got uh, 
Warner Brothers employees are reportedly thinking that a sale to a rival studio could happen soon. Selling Warner Brothers. Isn't that something, eh? And they're thinking it's Universal that is going to step up and buy it. Going to Universal. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to consider Disney because at that point, is the Disney's already got enough. They would have to go through all that antitrust stuff at this point, I think, with yeah. everything else that they've well, acquired. I just think if Disney bought Warner Brothers, don't they buy Batman? <laughs> it's the movies. And the Superman movies. and oh, the that's true. And the DCU. So now, does Warner Warner Brothers, the film studio, own the publishing? I don't know for, for DC. Sure. I bet you they do. Probably. <sighs> yeah, they definitely be going through some antitrust stuff. Yeah. Universal. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Universal's good. Universal's made a lot of movies I like. Yeah. Yeah, there were. Uh, Barbie's looking awfully surprised. Yeah. Well, really, I mean, that was one of the highest grossing films of the year so far. That's, that's And true. that's from Warner Brothers, right? That's right, yeah. But uh, apparently, as per Variety Magazine, Warner Brothers is reportedly at risk of being bought up by the rival studio. Um, and it's in a report primarily on Aquaman 2 and the state of DC Studios. And the outlet notes that some WB employees not only believe that another company will buy the legacy studio within two years, but that Universal is the most likely candidate. Interesting. And which is weird because Warner Brothers is still one of the big five major studios today, right? Yeah. With your Universal, Paramount, Disney, and Sony. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's competition right now, but, you know, a sale of Universal... It, or uh, sale to Universal, you know, it would it would kind of like reinvigorate, I guess, Warner Brothers, give them a little bit more backing, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, when I think Warner Brothers, I think of classic animation. Yeah. So funny in the Animaniacs. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see how this plays out. So yeah. we're we're talking sometime in the next two years. Yeah, that's what I guess we'll all the be employees there thinking. But. Be paying attention. There's got to be a reason for people to be mumbling inside. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, but does, at that point, does it count as like insider trading or not like if it's just Warner no, Brothers employees, no. like somebody disgruntled saying, "Yeah, no, you're no, bought that's, by Universal." That's all stock stuff. So, I, it's not really. Yeah, uh, that's just rumors. Well, here's another reportedly one coming in. Uh, Walmart will reportedly be discontinuing physical games, as in, in video, video games. Yes. Oh, really? They're going to stop carrying them for select platforms next year. Uh, and Xbox, I guess, is the prime candidate. Select plat. Funny that they, they're going with Xbox the week, the week that it's now official, the Activision Blizzard acquisition has oh. gone through. Yep. <laughs> Xbox is about to explode. Let's just stop selling their games. Yeah, because they want all that content digital. I got to wonder, though, like, so in that sense because i just i just bought the new xbox mm -hmm. i before i knew that it was getting scrapped the xbox live service has now been folded into the new game pass mm -hmm. service it maybe that's just maybe that's driven by microsoft maybe it's not driven by uh, by walmart at all it could be well uh xbox series s is like a digital only console, it is digital right? only that's right and yeah playstation just announced their slimmer ps5 which is also a digital only uh so the slim they, they showed it off i've seen the video um there's a disc-based one 
and the, the drive sticks out the side. It looks completely ridiculous. Yeah. But the rest of the machine is uh, slimmer. Hmm. Silver Spider here. Oh, Best Buy and Walmart and all of Australia, I think, are done with physical media. Oh, huh. isn't I did see something about Best Buy recently. Yeah. But they're we'll dropping. Be, we'll be covering that in a oh, couple okay. slides here. There you go. Because uh, it's weird that they both came up this week. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, limited run game CEO Josh Fairhurst yep. is the one who took to Twitter to state that Walmart is going to be getting rid of physical Xbox games next year. And they're expecting more cuts will happen deeper into 2024. And they don't know why Xbox is going, but like you say, maybe it's driven from some other. Yeah. Still though, you know, with, with everybody and their dog trying to compete with Amazon, Walmart has their own marketplace. Yes. Will we still see, you know, physical media sold on the Walmart website? I can see physical media taking a big spike in price. Yeah. Like if it's harder to get, it's, you're going to pay for it. It's only so many places that are, you know, are stamping the stuff or running them. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, like you say, it is weird that it comes on the heels of the Microsoft Activision thing. It does. Because, like, that's not only is that Blizzard, but that's Call of Duty and all sorts <laughs> of other is. ones. Yeah. Oh, boy. So we'll see where that one goes. Oh, almost uh, as uh, interesting as where this next one might go. Mm-hmm. Uh, established actor michael kane michael kane he has officially announced that he is retiring from Ma acting michael kane yep uh two-time oscar winner 90 years old says he's going to retire from acting following the release of his latest film uh he's quoted as saying i keep saying i'm going to retire well i am now and he told this to bbc radio in an interview on uh, october 14th Oh, that was just a couple days ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He says, I figured I've had a picture where I played the lead man and had incredible reviews. What am I going to do that will beat this? That is true. And the movie he's talking about is his new one, The Great Escaper. Okay. Uh, and it's opposite Glenda Jackson, uh, who unfortunately died in June shortly after completing her part of the film. Mm. But it's based on a true story of World War II veteran who escapes from a care home. Oh, to attend a right, right. Isn't this based on a true family. story? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. What's interesting, though, this is Michael Caine, who also, you know, has said things like when asked about some of the worst movies he's ever been in, would answer, actors got to work. <laughs> Sometimes you got to eat. Yep. <laughs> but he's saying it all. now, uh, the only parts I'm liable to get now are a 90-year-old man or maybe 85. So I thought I might as well leave with all this. <laughs> So you can't blame him. I mean, the guy's 90. <laughs> he's earned a rest. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause he's been in tons of stuff. He won Oscars for the 1986 film, Hannah and her sisters. Yeah. And the cider house rules in 1999. Great movie, by the way. Uh, also starred in like Alfie, get Carter, the dark Knight, interstellar, Austin powers. Yeah. Like the list goes on. Michael so, Caine. Extensive library out there. Even better. If you have it on physical media. And you can watch it whenever you want. That's right. But like uh, Silver Spider said a couple seconds there. Yeah. Uh, Best Buy. To Best Buy. Stopping physical media. physical media. But apparently video games are safe for the time being. Isn't that strange? Yeah. Except for Xbox games, right? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But video they, games are fine, yeah. except for Xbox. But they've confirmed that they will discontinue the sales of physical DVDs and Blu-rays in store and online early in 2024. So you got Netflix in the last couple of weeks just mailed their last, their last DVD, DVD, 
Wow. And this is all happening sort of concurrently at the same time. This is a really weird time. This is a weird time to be alive. But uh, one of the spokesperson. Uh, hey, Blockbuster, are oh. you watching? Maybe it's time to come back. Maybe. <laughs> uh, hey, it's our friend Paul. Speaking of old actors, have you got to Fraser today? I was a bit late today. Uh, we, we haven't talked about Fraser. Now, I'm, I know the reboot's coming. It's out now. Is it out It now? is out now. Uh, Kim and I just watched the, uh, there's a behind, it's not a behind the scenes. It's this little featurette on bringing Fraser back and what the show is going to be about and sort of introducing you to some of the new, new, the new actors. Um, haven't watched a single episode of it yet. Uh, mind you, I wasn't a Fraser fan of the original series, but as I understand it, Dr. Fraser Crane has unfinished business back in Boston and the show takes place. He's moved back to Boston. So he's um, going to go to Cheers. I wondered if that will if that will happen over the course of the series. Will there be a time that he goes to get Woody Harrelson in there? That seriously, I mean Ted Danson's still alive, isn't he? I believe so. So what's well, Sam Malone really doing? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not not willing to give it a chance, but again, not knowing the character, and then again, uh, Kim was a fan of the original, and she's like, "Well, you know, it's not going to have Niles." Yeah, I'd heard so. That. I did see a thing. It's hey, why did why is David Hyde Pierce not in the new freezer? I don't know. Has he stayed not in Boston? That that or he stayed behind in wherever it was. That would be Seattle. There you go. Yeah, Seattle, because he was a uh, radio talk radio psychologist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. So no, we did not talk about Fraser. Yeah, but we can talk about it all you want. Yeah, it doesn't have any of the old characters so far. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't think that it would. You well, want to yeah, if you're going to bring itself. back your your old ones for like nostalgic pops, you're going to want to save it for when you need it, right? Sure, sure. Not just like drop them all out of the gate. <laughs> Opening scene. Da -da -da -da. Yeah, Norm. <laughs> but uh, back over to the Best Buy thing. One of the spokesperson there uh, said to state the obvious: the way that we watch movies and TV shows is much different today than it was decades ago. Making this change gives us more space and opportunity to bring customers new and innovative tech for them to explore, oh, discover, true. and enjoy. They're right. Yeah. They are right. I just feel like if you were going to do this, like I've been a, and I don't even think the, do, do people still use the term cord cutter? I think so. We were cord cutters almost a decade ago. I haven't had regular TV in probably close to 10 years. This feels to me like something you should have done then. Maybe. Not now, but because of people like me, they didn't keep an industry alive. I still got my cord keeping it alive. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's just weird because like, you know, you always used to go to future shop and Best Buy for the latest DVD uh, future shop, Best Buy in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> owned by Best the same Buy company, yeah. owned by the same company uh, until they just went out and renamed it. Until they just shut the doors and reopened it. Do you Best remember Buy. that? Oh, no, that they dirty. were they were open at the same time. Was it? Future Shop and Best Buy in Canada were operating at the same time. That's true because, like in some Oshawa, them, they had Future Shop across the road from. Best some Buy. of them were operating in the same plazas, but they were literally. I mean, check your receipts. They are owned by the same parent company. Yeah, hilarious. But like the Peterborough one, they literally shut the doors on Future Shop and then reopened as Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah, in some cases, the the when they shuttered the stores, that was a big deal here. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Future Shop did they operate in the states. I don't know. Maybe 
I know that when they closed a bunch of the stores, they, they didn't tell the staff that they were closing. They just literally did it overnight. Yeah. Awful way to go out. It is Apparently, though, they're going to continue to sell uh, physical meat. I hate to call it physical media, but they're going to continue to sell it during the holiday shopping season to uh, squeeze wow. every last penny out of it. Say. They discontinue <laughs> the sales of Busiest shopping uh, time of the year. Yeah. It's like, hey, go get your DVDs for Christmas while you can. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. But uh, the article that we were reading, it does it does make a point here. It says, just make sure there's actually discs in there and not just paper download codes. Oh, seriously? Because they've done that before. That would be like, awful. Didn't they do that with the Mandalorian Steelbook Edition? I don't know. Like You go buy it and you get this wonderful case and a friggin' paper that says, here, go download it. When I was buying physical media, I would buy... Uh, more times than not i would buy either the collector's edition something that had some some pop to it yeah you would know i think by picking it up maybe with a steel book you wouldn't notice the difference with a with a disc in it or not but i mean there's always with a plastic case give her the shake test yeah is it in there no <laughs> yeah I, i'm not a fan of this happening but what are you gonna do i just don't have the space for it man i i purged a bunch purged a lot i know well here's one more for you to uh oh yay another one for me watch somewhere uh transformers one uh this one i'll be watching in the theater because i think yes. it's going to be theatrical it is getting a theatrical release um apparently it's going to be animated though be the first time that uh, transformers in an animated form has been in theaters since 1986 mm-hmm. that's exciting yep. hopefully and, it's better than the uh well that's the netflix series that they the artwork is using yeah hope it's better than that i would assume so hope it's if they got proper money to throw at it um apparently well, it's going to be in theater september 13th 2024 which is pushed back from the original day of july 19th i believe okay so, so just shuffled a, a bit little, a little shuffled. bit farther but um they're saying it's going to focus mostly on optimus prime and megatron in their early days before they were enemies they so they've explored this before in comic books yeah um I'm down. I'm down for it. And even though we're not getting Peter Cullen in this one, oh. unfortunately, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. There's, there's been a handful of people that have played Optimus and have done it. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, what's his name here? Good old. What's his name? Franchise producer, uh, Lorenzo. Di- oh, Lorenzo Di Bonaventura. That's it. That's him. Uh, he's saying here, you're going to see Cybertron in a way you've never seen it, that no one's ever seen it before. Trees. Because we're doing an animation, we're allowed to really go all out. And if you tried to make this in live action, it would probably be a billion dollar movie or something. I don't know. We've seen some pretty pretty good Cybertron, uh, Cybertron shots. That yeah. opening, the opening sequence of Bumblebee still has people talking. I've seen Bumblebee start to back yet. Oh, I know I've seen it like mid- show to end but. the opening sequence of the bumblebee movie mm, it's all on cybertron nice it's so good huh. cgi robot fest love it nice but, uh, the cast for this particular film though is uh, stacked <laughs> they've got uh, chris hemsworth uh cast as optimus prime so we've heard chris do accents before being a uh, being a fellow uh, an oz an aussie yeah do you think that Chris Hemsworth can do the seriousness that Optimus Prime commands? I think so. 
we shall wait and see. I think so. Cause he, he's, he's run the gamut with like serious Thor to comedy Thor. That is true. So that is true. Yeah. They've also got uh, Brian Tyree Henry on board as Megatron. Uh, Keegan, Michael key will be in as uh, Bumblebee. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's coming in as Alita. So we're going to have a much more funny, uh, a bee. I would assume so. Yeah. Okay. Or at least a mouthier one. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> uh, John Hamm is coming in as Sentinel prime. Oh, that works. That works for me. Lawrence Fishburne will be playing alpha trial. Oh, that also works too. So yeah, I'm totally okay with that. And yeah, like you said there, Peter Cullen won't be reprising his role, right? but he might get a cameo. Which as somebody nice. else. Yeah. Who else could he be though? I don't know. I mean, you've already taken the other two mentor, uh, with alpha Trion and, um, oh my gosh. Uh, sorry. Um, Sentinel prime, Sentinel prime and alpha Trion are already covered. You know, I would think as a, if you're going to pass the torch, you would have made Peter Cullen one of those characters, but eh, make him Unicron. No, that would totally subvert. <laughs> Although that would be, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, apparently set to direct is Josh Cooley. Uh, he's best known for directing Toy Story, Toy 4, Story 4. Yeah. Which, you know, that was a good one. But uh, Duke, kaboom. Yeah. But uh, there's no trailer for this yet, but people are expecting to see one early 2024, especially if it's animated and they can give you something a little bit earlier. Well, I mean, you can always do, you can show me unfinished animation. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Yeah, or hell, just show you words. It's worked yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, next one here, Netflix. Oh, going back to Netflix. Has uh, saved a canceled series. Oh, yes, yes. This actually makes me happy because. Yeah, they've uh, saved Star Trek Prodigy. Yeah, Prodigy that uh, had its second season, which is already completed. Yeah. This is another case of that. We've already got the thing made, but we're not going to do anything with it. Yeah. So Netflix has stepped in and said, yeah, we will take it. We will run it and we'll take season one. As well. I, I still don't understand why when Paramount plus is setting itself the place where you can watch all, all Star, Star Trek, Trek, except this. Yeah. Um, why? What's what's so different about this? I don't understand it. I don't. Is it the Nickelodeon thing? I don't know. Maybe when it's supposed to be like a Paramount plus original. Well, that, and I mean, it, have you watched season one? No. I've seen season one. It's great. Visually, it looks like it fits nicer. It, it actually looks like it's could fit nicely in the Kelvin timeline, but it's supposed to be in the prime universe and it's, it's a, it's a spiritual successor to Star Trek Voyager. Hmm. So I, you know, uh, it bothers me that, uh, that it's sort of like the redheaded stepchild right now. Mm. Yeah. But apparently season one will move over to Netflix sometime this year and season two will premiere in 2024. I'm all for it. I'm all in. I really enjoyed the first season. Uh, it was aimed at, at kids, but there was enough. There's enough in there to keep it. Oh my God. Yeah. For the adults. For the Absolutely. Especially if you're a Voyager fan, if you're a Voyager fan, you want to know what's going on with this one. It's really good. You might not be happy with this part of it though. What, why? Uh, excluded from the deal are uh, Canada. What? Where Prodigy is carried by CTV. Oh, CTV. So we'll get CTV it on Crave. App. We'll have it on Crave. And in Sky Showtime's European territories, the Nordics, the Netherlands, Portugal, Spain, and Central and Eastern Europe. So I don't know what they're going to do. So but we have Crave. So we'll be fun. 
That's true. Get a VPN. Yeah. 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 For the rest of it, you still got to go to Paramount Plus for your other. I can watch Star Trek now on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I can watch it on Crave and I can watch it on Paramount Plus all at the same time. (laughs) So there's lots out there. There's a lot of choice. Well, this next one uh, is kind of weird, but uh, James Gunn's DC. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Let me just, sorry, before we move. On that note, if you are a Star Trek fan in Canada and you have a choice, let me tell you. Crave by far is still the most unstable of all of those apps. Watch it on Paramount Plus. It's it streams way better. Cool. That's all I want to say. Fair enough. Uh James Gunn's DC Universe reportedly won't see any Justice League stars reprise their roles. That's but a for sure. That's a for sure. Well, that's fine. Um, I think we kind of knew that anyway. But apparently uh, Jason Momoa is in talks. You mean Aqua Bro? Yeah, he's in talks to play Lobo. Well, see... <laughs> which, in all honesty, he'd probably make a better Lobo. I mean, let's just be realistic. I mean, I've said it before. I will say it again. Aquaman was just Jason Momoa being... Jason, Aqua Bro. Jason Momoa is Aqua Bro. Lobo, the character, seems to be way more like Momoa the guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right on that definitely a better fit for him i think to like they said they've already replaced superman uh there was rumors that gal gadot might skip through but uh i mean she's she's shown up in everything so yeah far, so. Um, back in august i guess she claimed that wonder woman 3 uh was previously in the works but it fell apart and will be coming under the gun and saffron revamp but later that month variety reported that it was not in development and it didn't count. So is that that uh, you know things that are Elseworld are going to be clearly marked as now? I guess maybe I don't know. There, there are a few people that are that are skimming through from the previous. Uh, yeah, Viola Davis is still going to be Amanda Waller. Oh yeah, because that's already been established in Suicide Squad. Yeah, and uh, uh, John Cena is still going to be Peacemaker. Yeah, uh, I guess series and two is in the works right now. And uh, Zolo Madureria. Oh, oh, uh, Sholo. Sholo Maraduena. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but he's going to continue to play the Blue Beetle in some capacity. Well, I mean, is that, is the Blue Beetle uh, considered old guard? I think it's like the, the last of the zero old? issue of oh, the new stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was in the impression that it was of the new. Yeah. Haven't seen it yet. I think it's like the new stuff isn't officially supposed to kick off until Superman legacy, but you know, okay. Yeah. Okay. But sticking with Jason Momoa. Oh uh, boy. Reports have revealed. This is not good. If this is true. No, it's not that apparently he was drunk on the set of Aquaman two, and he was dressing up as Johnny Depp during the whole i did i had read that and that uh he was part of the uh cadre of people that was actively trying to get her fired yes i mean that's really i mean sure you want to get her fired is one thing but to to do that is kind of low that's really poor taste yeah it's like really really poor taste now now again though that's just i mean who's saying that uh these are she's saying that these are coming from the notes of amber heard's therapist so yeah i again but that's 
this therapist really shouldn't be leaking this information for uh, if she your patient. But thing, if she requests, if she requested the notes and she releases it, that's her purview to do that. True. He can't do that. He legally can't do that unless it's ordered by a court. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, she's involved in this somehow. Yeah. Uh, the information comes from documents by Amber Heard's therapist, Dr. Don Hughes, oh, go, yeah. uh, with raw notes from their session. And according to trade notes, it details from Heard that Mamol was drunk on set, dressed like Johnny Depp, that he wanted her fired. Uh, director James Wan also said to be unsupportive of her and notes describing him as treating her like a pariah. But a DC spokesperson refuted Heard's claim, saying Momoa conducted himself in a professional manner at all times. Right. And that Juan treats everyone on set with the utmost respect. So DC's calling bullshit. Again, it's the it's a he said, she said. Yeah, it is, yeah. I just don't know where to look. Yeah, but. Uh, Although I did see something else about Amber Heard came up recently and somebody, somebody is, is writing, uh, casting her for something basically said, and I can't remember who it is, but the, the gist was the trial should not be her entire life. Like as an actor, she should be allowed to move on. Yeah. And uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. True. Just stop stirring shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically she tried to destroy Johnny Depp. Wow. Everybody loves Johnny. She, he's not innocent in all of that either. No, takes two. We watched the the documentary, the 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 court thing. That's worth watching. Well, I remember the court stuff being somewhat uh, amusing when it was happening live. But it's uh, they've they've put it together into a documentary. It's on. Uh, I want to say it's on Netflix. Hmm. I'll have to go. It's totally worth. Yeah, totally worth watching. Do, do they keep up the parts where Johnny Jeff just rips the lawyers apart? Because they keep asking him the same question over and over. No, and over. no, that was don't. hilarious. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, because did we touch on this last week that uh, Elon Musk had oh, sent a letter? Team? Yeah, sent yeah, a that's weird. Earth letter to Warner Brothers. That's weird. Threatening to burn the house down. What does that have to do? What does he have to do with anything? Well, didn't you say she was an ex? She was, yeah, but they're of them, but so yeah, ex. What does that have to do? That's like all your that's like my ex wife sending a letter. What does that have to do with anything? Well, can your ex wife buy Warner Brothers? Well, there is that. There is that. Because apparently Elon could. Yeah, and we're talking about a petulant man-child who bought Twitter because he didn't like the way it was handled. Yeah, now it's called X, and he's still dodging uh, Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> did I say that he was a petulant man-child? Yes, you did. With a lot of money. Yep. He but was anyway. way cooler. He was way cooler when it was just SpaceX and doing weird shit that didn't bother anybody. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah, Aquaman is still set to come out in theaters in December. So. Aqua Bro, I'm uh, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Uh, it feels like uh, it doesn't matter how it ends because it's over anyway. I feel like that is exactly it. I think in like with everything that happened with the Flash, and I feel like Aquaman has suffered from some of that. Yeah, and now this new stuff, it's like oh, and if nobody's moving forward, then do you even bother to rework your movie to? give it some kind of closure or just put it out how you filmed it. Yeah. Uh, this next one, I'm calling this one a recommendation. Oh, uh, it, it's the season for spooky stuff. Tis the season. And if you haven't seen spooky. it yet, go watch it. Uh, the film is called no one will save you. Oh, it's who's from, got this uh, Hulu 
and Disney Plus. Oh, so Hulu. Okay, Disney Plus and Canada. Uh, it comes from 20th Century Studios. Yep. Uh, it is an action-packed face-off between Bryn and a host of extraterrestrial beings who threaten her future while forcing her to deal with her past. Is this something that I could watch? I think you could get through this. It, yeah. It's It's got some suspenseful moments and a few jump scares, but it's not so much... It's not gory. It's not gory. Um, okay. Okay. I mean, with all the aliens and whatnot in the news lately, it is very timed. Yeah. 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 It's poignant. It, it's hitting on the uh, pulse of the. Oh, that's cool. Thing. That's cool. But uh, it, there's very little language in it um, because of you'll find out the story. Okay. Um, and literally she has to deal with this on her own because no one will come to save her. Interesting. All right. But uh, it's written and directed by Brian Dunfield. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Features. Uh, I'll turn her name here. Oh, I'm terrible at this. I don't have her name. How bad is that? Uh, actress in the lead role. She's great. I apologize for not knowing her name, uh, but we did link to the trailer in the show notes. So you can oh, cool. check out the trailer Very cool. before you go watch it. Very cool. And this one, I know you were thinking. Oh, about I know. This, I wanted to follow up on this one, but uh, I actually did follow okay, up on good, this for you. Good. Uh, kind of. Uh, Do we know when this was published? Uh, Probably was, a while ago. It was published a little while ago. It, it went under the radar for good reason. It really did. Oh, didn't um, go. Didn't do so well. Uh, no. Uh, Princess Leia's iconic dress. Yep. From the original Star Wars, which film. we thought was going to go for a lot. Yeah. Uh, it failed to sell at auction, despite. A bid really? Almost a million dollars. So what was the, uh, must've been a reserve bid then their reserve bid was not met. So oh, there you go. So that is why it did not sell. That is. So what the auction house is saying is that is more than a million dollar dress. That is what they're saying. Uh, they right. quoted as saying, we appreciate all the interest in the dress. It was our pleasure to present this historical piece, but it failed to meet its reserve price and remains unsold. But now let me, let me just put this out there. Now the world knows it's out there. Yeah. And they know that it's, there is interest. Right. So that comes back around in a year or two or five. Mm -hmm. Oh, remember that time that we couldn't get our hands on the dress? Well, now's your chance. Uh, They do say that it may be sold after the auction in a private private sale, or it might come up again being reoffered in a future auction. I honestly think that there's, uh, you know what? And maybe they don't say what the reserve bit, the reserve price was though. Uh, over a million, over a million. So they had high hopes for it. I, I kind of did too. Yeah. You, I mean, apparently it's the only one from episode one, one or, of kind. Uh, from new hope. Got the food stains out of it. Yeah. It's all restored. <laughs> nice. And <laughs> it does. It looks beautiful. For those looking to, uh, rack up some coupons and have some fun at the same time. Oops. Coops, everybody loves coops. Yeah, at the same time, Spooktacular is on the way. So if you're a, a sideshow or a hot toys collector, you're gonna want to go and register for Spooktacular because they do it every October, right? And they give away codes to get you discounts. Uh, they always have sales and whatnot. Oh. And if you've been holding out waiting to buy something, maybe it will be coming up on sale. So I know you're a, a big fan of their points system. I am. Um are you set up for something else now? Have you got enough to, uh, uh no, I am not set up. For are you other. working towards something? Not actively. No, just okay. sort of, uh, going through. Okay. But the last one was a big one. Nice. 
and it was uh, that only, was the was only the, because of points. That is that the three zero? It is the three zero Hulkbuster. Yeah, three zero makes them good. I would, I actually like the three zero movie Optimus Prime. Yeah, <laughs> I quite like non-transforming transformers but that's the way if you're gonna do it that's the way to get me to buy them yep make them high end super high end yeah so uh we did link to it in the show notes if you want to go over and register and have a look at what they got i mean it's it's not for the you know frivolous collector because they are expensive and you do absolutely want to, uh, yeah yeah you know be very specific with what you're buying right if you got money to burn go for it but uh I know you still haven't seen any of them yet. No, I have not. But season seven of Rick and Morty just premiered on Sunday. Oh, okay. And so the voices have been revealed. Ago. Oh, we know who these people are. We do. Uh, Ian Cardoni is the new voice of Rick Sanchez and Harry Belden is Morty Smith. So they were holding on to this. They were holding on to this for, to let the episode speak for itself. And as a fan, wh- where do you, where does it sit with you? As a fan, I am f- perfectly fine with this yeah uh, both of them knocked it out of the park um it it felt right like i i was a bit hesitant after hearing some of the stuff in the trailer sure but after hearing the full episode let him continue okay that's yeah. all right then you know like i said at least they, they got they went out of their way to try and make it sound they did not do that with solar opposites you had mentioned that <laughs> that's right i'm british now what <laughs> and i'll be british in all the flashbacks oh okay yeah but the first episode of season seven uh it revolves around basically an intervention for mr poopy butthole and uh who mr poopy butthole i just wanted to hear you say it again that's all well there you go but they did take out uh the created by justin Roiland and dan Harmon out of the opening credits oh but they did jam it in at the end of the show i don't see why you wouldn't i mean it's still it's still created it's by still him. created by so wouldn't but. you i mean every time a star wars thing gets made based on based on uh you know characters created by george lucas yeah right yeah uh, this oh next one kind of highlights God, the right. underhanded side of hollywood what there's nothing underhanded about hollywood well, apparently uh matthew vaughn <laughs> apparently quit x-men the last stand after discovering oh. a plan to trick halle berry with a fake storm script that would be trashed after she signed on. Come on. Uh, this is coming quoted from him. Uh, one of the main reasons I quit X-Men three, and this is a true story. He says, yep, yep. I went into the executive's office and I saw an X three script. It was a lot fatter. And I asked, what's this draft? They said, don't worry about it. So I grabbed it, opened the first page and it said, Africa kids dying from no water and storm creates a thunderstorm to save all these children great opening yeah he said i thought it was a pretty cool idea and i said what is this they said this is the halle berry script because she hasn't signed on yet oh come on this is what she wants it to be and once she signs on we'll throw it in the bin and i thought if you're gonna do that to an oscar-winning actress who plays storm i quit really which is exactly what he did so he quit and it was uh brett ratner that eventually replaced him that's right yeah but he would come back around for uh, X-Men First Class years later. Yeah, and I mean, the, the First Class reboot, arguably... Really good. Yeah. Yeah. But again, why Why would they do that just to get her to sign? I, I don't know. That they, seems so... Yeah. Well, underhanded. There's really only way to say that, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we're getting Terrible. close to the end here, so if you what? wanted to call in... It's that time again! You should probably call in. 
Yeah. If we haven't covered your entertainment news and you've got something you want to talk about, hit us up. Hit us up in the comments on whatever platform you're watching on or grab the phone because the line is open. And it works. <laughs> it has the last <laughs> couple of times. Eric, Eric has tested it for us now, like what, six times? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. We love you. This next one is is like the hottest story we've ever covered. Oh, okay. Um, legitimately. Legitimately. All right. And it's not an OnlyFans thing. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, this one is today. Uh, the Guinness World Records has crowned Pepper X as the hottest chili pepper in the world. Pepper X. Dethroning the Carolina Reaper pepper after 10 years. Is this, did Elon make this one? Did he grow it? Uh, no. Pepper it's, X. It's the same guy that made the Carolina Reaper. <laughs> wow. So somebody really is serious about their pepper he is uh breeder and grower ed curry created both record-breaking peppers and uh as a proprietary pepper he will not be selling the seeds or pods guy makes a spicy vegetable his last name is curry yeah <laughs> i'm sorry that was great <laughs> so for comparison the habanero pepper uh typically hits uh, 100,000 Scoville. On the Scoville, yeah. But this particular Pepper X registers in at 2.69 million units. Yeah. So it'll burn going in. It'll burn coming out. Into and it'll burn a burning the ring of fire. Yeah. Mr. Curry cultivated Pepper X for a decade on his South Carolina farm, uh, but he remained tight-lipped about his project to protect his intellectual property which you can't blame him. I, I um, guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that he went with such a black lustered name. Though. A little bit. Yeah. Carolina Reaper. That just sounds. Oh, yeah. Reaper is going to kill you. Right. Yeah. But seriously. Pepper X. I mean, maybe Elon had name help. That's what I mean. Like it's just Let's call it uh, X. But that's a lot of heat. That's a lot of Scovilles. That is 2.693. Yep. Million. 2.693. Yep. Wow. And uh, the, the previous champion, the Carolina Reaper, averaged at 1.6 million. Only. So that's a, a million more. Million that's more. a million more. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And I struggle with things like Tabasco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, though, Mr. Curry is only one of five people who has actually eaten an entire Pepper X. Uh, and he's quoted as saying, I was feeling the heat for three and a half hours and the cramps came and those no, cramps are horrible. That's I not... was laid out flat on a marble wall for approximately an hour in the rain, growing in pain. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> Just to prove it. Say you did it. Just so I could say I did. That's right. Um, they did send it to Winthorpe University in South Carolina. Uh, for lab tests to confirm the SHU. The actual, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it is lab tested and, you know, fire approved. I wonder how long before uh, Hot Ones gets a sauce with this. Maybe. <laughs> Haven't watched it in a while. No? No. No. Uh, a lawyer for Mr. Curry has said that uh, 10,000 products use the Carolina Reaper name without permission. Oh, really? So in an effort to protect his property, that's why... Uh, Oh, oh sure, sure. Seeds for this Pepper X will not be released. The only way you're going to taste this will be through sold hot sauces. Right. So he's going to be. Oh, so good he's for him. Going to be like the good for him. Sole owner of his uh, 
garden delicacy, I guess. Well, I mean, it. if you if you labbed yourself a new vegetable and you know, yeah, sure. Yep. But I guess that brings us to our last slide what? tonight. Is it that time again? It is that time. Oh, you know what's happening. It's Andy out there in the aisles hunting for all of you so you can save a few dollars in this week's uh, toy hunting at Dollarama tip. Yep. What do you got for us this week, Andy? Uh, this week, we got a small one. Uh, nice. World's smallest micro action figures with comics. I like these. These are super neat. I remember seeing these, uh, uh, I guess I was in the States a few years ago and I'd seen like a huge selection of them. And it was like, you get like the world's smallest GI Joe, the world's smallest yeah, Rubik's cube. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 sketch. It was yeah. one of them. Rub yeah. Rubik's cube. Yeah. There's a whole cool. universe of them. Uh, but recently a case assortment has come to Dollarama and it contains, uh, figures from masters of the universe. Uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now your toys can have toys. That's right. <laughs> uh, they retail at $4 a piece, but they regularly retail from 808 and up. That's great. Depending where you buy them. No, that's great. And, you know, it comes with the figure. It comes with a little comic and a display stand. So I, I think these are wonderful. And I've said it before. If you are an action figure photographer, these are these almost are perfect for it. Yeah. Like. Like these are spinning right out of the same thing as the mini toy brands. Yes. Where you yeah, can get yeah, yeah, toy yeah. sized toys. Your toys can have toys. All right. <laughs> and that's not all. Uh, oh, nice. Coming out of the cats versus pickles franchise. Sorry, the what? Cats versus pickles. Cats versus pickles. So is this like zombies versus plants? Kind of. Plants versus zombies. Well, you know how like there's all those cat videos where they're always sure. jumping away from. Oh, yeah. Um, Anything. Uh, cucumber or whatever <laughs> okay well they've capitalized on that and they make these little almost beanie baby style toys yeah and usually you get them in a single pack or whatever but these are kittens versus gherkins two packs all right they retail for five bucks and you can find them elsewhere for 12.99 and up that's funny and usually a single <laughs> cat or pickle will go for like 6.99 or 7.99 at walmart yeah yeah so yeah. this is a heck of a deal What's funny is last week's uh, tip was uh, core class transformers. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, I went out shopping this past week and both core class shockwave and ravage at Walmart, 16 bucks. <laughs> I was surprised actually to see them still on the peg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. So you wow. Cats and pickles. This is perfect for that. Uh, this is a good entry point, I guess at, at four bucks. Mm hmm. That's hilarious. And uh, yeah, the minifigures, like there's seven in the Masters wave. Uh, there's three in the G.I. Joes, three in the Transformers, and four in the Turtles. Oh, so. that's cool. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that's uh, that's it for uh, episode uh, 35 of uh, Random Phantom. I hope you guys had a great time. Uh, still kind of figuring out what we're going to do here going forward now that we've got uh, Sunday nights off for the next little, little bit. bit yeah yeah working on some shorter uh shorter form content um our first unbox with hank is uploaded though yes i saw that so go check that uh, out. and it's already getting some traction so that's uh that's excellent i'm hoping to do more of that stuff hank and i have this idea where we have uh maybe i'll pull the pull the veil back a little bit oh um we are both star wars uh action figure collectors and and as it turns out i have been i'm way behind on Morning. my my opening well as you can see as you can see right here these are all <laughs> still in box still in box all these are still boxed 
They're over there crying, let me out, Wes. Well, Hank and I are both big Star Wars uh, collectors, and we we figured out that just from what I could sort of point out on the shelf, we probably are about a dozen or so. A little bit of crossover. That we both have that we have not opened yet. So there may be some dual, dual unboxings uh, where we might get into some shenanigans <laughs> playing with toys. <laughs> as long as Wendy doesn't break them. Oh, I'm not going to break them. Well, not intentionally, anyway. All right. Well, listen, as always, come back and see us next Tuesday when we get to do this all over again, uh, where we talk about the uh, current uh, entertainment stuff that's going on. Who knows what we're talking about next week? Could be movies, music, toys, could be anything. Could be chili peppers. Could be talking about your thing. So uh, if you've got something you want to talk about, bring your questions and comments with you to the live chat or pick up the phone and give us a call because we are uh, taking your phone calls live every Tuesday night here on Random Fandom and participation absolutely don't forget to check out uh fandom power on uh facebook as uh we've got a, both a group and a, a page over there uh for you guys to check out where you can stay connected with us also if you haven't subscribed to our youtube channel um go ahead and check that out as well where we are dangerously close to 500 subscribers so uh with your help you could be the 500th subscriber mm -hmm. and who knows at 500 we might have to do another giveaway maybe all right anything else you want to say andy no just go uh have some spooky season stuff and don't forget to check out all the links uh from uh, this week's uh, uh items that are uh, in the show notes you can go and check out uh, uh all the stuff that we talked about and uh we'll be back again to do this next week so uh, until then everybody for fandom power my name is wes i'm andy and we'll see you on the next one and bye for now Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.